Welcome back to the Petcash Pod presented by Profluence Sports. I'm your host, Andrew Petcash. This is episode 64, where I interview the smartest people in sports, athletes, and great founders like Luke Verbeek, who is the CEO and founder of HomeFans. They are building what they like to call the Airbnb for sports experiences. So it's a multi-sided marketplace. You have hosts, you have guests, there's some stadium integration. This was a fascinating conversation. We talk about what they're building at HomeFans, how we built it over the last eight years, how they're taking a niche approach, lots of advice for startups, and just honestly interesting content around where the sports experience space is going and some insights that he's gotten over nearly a decade building this company. And uh, they're really starting to take off now and network effects are kicking in. Awesome conversation. I learned a lot. You definitely will as well. Let's dive right in. Luke, what's up, brother? Appreciate you coming on today. Really excited to dive into home fans. And first off, congrats. It's like, what, five or six consecutive months of growth, 10,000 users now. It's awesome. Definitely excited to, to share this one with the world and what you guys are doing at home fans. Thanks, Andrew. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. So I want to start here. Airbnb for sports experiences. That's one of the ways you label this. Give us a lowdown. What, what are you building? What exactly is this? It's a marketplace, right, which you'll go into, but give us the different sides. Give us the rundown of home fans. Cool. I can start with the reason why I founded it and then connect it to, to where we are now. Just for, for everybody that, uh, that uh, is listening, I'm Luke. I'm Dutch. I'm 32 years old. I'm a big Man United fan. And I used to travel a lot to Manchester starting from the age of 15, 16 onwards. Every season, at least four or five times, starting with my dad, later on also with friends. And... I basically always tell people I had everything sorted. So ticketing, accommodation, flights, everything was sorted to go to, to, to Manchester for, for a weekend of football. But all my experiences in Manchester as a football fan from abroad were always the same. Football, I could also label it as soccer just for, for people to, to understand it. But it was, it was always the same. So we would do the usual. We would check into the hotel. We'd do a bit of sightseeing in the city. On match day, we would walk around the stadium, have a beer, have a burger, and then... Of course, the, the highlight of the weekend was, uh, was the match. And sometimes the highlight was also a low when, when the team lost. And, but that happens. That, uh, that is sports. But the, the, main, the main thing about those weekends where we, were, we always felt like an outsider. So we didn't know the places where to go to, where to hang out with people, with the local fan community before the match, etc. And that changed over the years because I started to meet locals in Manchester who shared the same passion as I have for, for this football club. And they shared their stories about why they love this football club, about their traveling home and away. And it basically changed the whole match day experience for me as a fan from abroad completely. Because suddenly, myself and people that travel with me felt like we were actually part of that local fan community. And that was something that I wanted to, to do something about. Because this was something that not just me had an experience with our challenge with as a, as a traveling football fan. But a lot of people around the world had the same issue. So they couldn't really connect with the local fan community, not just in football, soccer, but also in different sports, it also happens. And that's that's when I founded Home Fans. And Home Fans, the, the, the vision and the idea behind this is that we want to connect travelers and locals to share authentic sports experiences. And what you just mentioned at the start of the of the podcast, you can compare it with an Airbnb for sports experiences. And basically, it is a marketplace for, for, for sports experiences. So locals 
can list the activities, whether it's an, uh, we call it a so-called day tool or match day experience, and that means going to a match or an activity such as uh, visiting a stadium tour with a logo, et cetera, for, for fans. So it is, an, uh, it is a marketplace, and uh, we, we just started with, with football, soccer, and the idea is that we expand into different other sports as well, and also in different continents around the world. We, we started in, in Europe and South America with, with football, and, and the, the idea is to have this on a, on a global scale with, with multiple sports, uh, different categories, uh, different types of experiences. And, and the most important part of all of this is, is local-led. So it's all about feeling part of, an, of a local fan community. Yeah, and uh, so Daniel, your co-founder, right? Yeah. Where did you meet him? Where did this collide where he obviously had the same sort of vision as you? You know, what's the what's the story behind you two meeting and and then him joining on to build this alongside you? It's actually a funny one because I I met Daniel also in Manchester. It was one of my first I would say the the original scouting business trips of uh, of home fans in in Manchester. And Daniel was uh, organizing back then a sports tech event in in Manchester where where there were different businesses and also media companies that were attending to to pitch the companies i was also invited uh, for this event by the by daniel he uh, reached out to me via linkedin i heard about uh, what i was building i was already telling people what what ideas i had in my mind and what i wanted to create and uh, i started pitching home fans in in manchester during a sports tech event and he had a a similar problem a similar challenge let's say with uh, our experience with his dad following Colombia at the World Cup, where they stayed at different locations and the locals were the ones that made the whole experience much more authentic and uh, enjoyable. And he he was so resonated with what I experienced as a, as a Man United fan that he actually wanted to join the boat, let's say, to, to create the platform that we, that we built today and to bring people together. And uh, yeah, that basically all started with uh, with me attending one of his early sports tech events that he uh, that he did back then in uh, in Manchester. That's very cool. And uh, explain the platform a little, right? Because there's different sides to it. It's a marketplace, right? So you have the fan, and then you're gonna have the host, and and then you're gonna have like there's some other things, and you have some I think partnerships with teams or stadiums or, or certain stuff. So if you can go through sort of how the the platform and marketplace works, that'd be great. So yeah, we have. Basically, two type of products on on the marketplace. One is the one where we what we call day tours. It's the one that I explained just a while ago about a local that can list his or her own activity on a platform, be it a attending a sports event, and that can the, the whole acti- activity can be designed by the person him or herself. So in this case, it could be from having a pre-match experience or a tailgating experience, you know, for the match uh, and going to the match, including a ticket transportation, et cetera, that is all up to the local. It's the same as with any other marketplace. People just sign up to become a host on HomeFans. They fill in a form why they want to host, for what team they want to host, uh, the destination and the city where they are. And then they basically go through the process of, of verifying who they are and if they are fit for what we at the moment offer on the platform. The day tours are the ones that are growing a lot and that is actually the level of growth for for home fans uh, in in 2023 on the other side of the platform we have the so-called multi-day trips the, these are as as the name says multi-day so you could think more as a package it also involves accommodation and it's basically kind of similar to the to the day tours where there's also a local involved but 
in this case, you quite often travel with a group to, to different destinations. So we have the so-called Derby days, which are the most popular trips in Europe where people could go from Celtic Rangers to AC Milan versus Inter Milan, even Real Madrid, Barcelona, but also an 11-day journey, for instance, to, to Argentina, where they can see three, four, and sometimes up to eight different football matches during their, during their stay in, in, in Buenos Aires. So the multi-day one is, 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 uh, is also a product that we have on the platform, and that is also one where we, in, in some cases, also work directly with the club to provide an even more authentic sports experience for people than what the usual package would be. Yeah, and from the host perspective, are there some on there? Like, there's a whole side of social media where it's people just like, oh, I own all these Airbnbs. You know, this is my business, how I make money. Do you see that sort of starting to happen with hosts even? And maybe they have allocations of tickets or whatever it is. They have a unique experience where they're now going, oh, this is interesting business, you know, business opportunity, but also a chance to meet cool people from across the world. What are, what are you hearing, seeing from the host side of things? A lot of different things. Uh, I think social media is a really important, yeah, a really important phenomenon these days that people do a lot about influencing, et cetera, and showcasing what they're doing. We see the, we see the same with the host. Some, some, some of the hosts turn then this side, let's say a side hustle into a full-time job. So they are hosting people on a regular basis for every game day. There are people that they, that they take to the stadiums. It, it varies a bit from, from host to host, but there are hosts that, let's say, have access to four or five tickets for a game and there are hosts that have to, uh, access to 20 or even more tickets per game that they can take more people. And that depends a little bit on the, on the desire and, and, and what the host personally wants. What we what we actually see is that these these hosts they start hosting and first it's it's the, well the first point is of course being a host for for travelers that book through HomePens but all these people they also become the sort of ambassadors or the mini micro influencers on on social media showcasing their experience of why it's so great so there's a lot of different type of hosts that we actually have. On the, on the platform from people that just keep it with hosting and they just do it for the for the love for the club for their passion they want to show people around in the in the city and uh, for the club and you have people that uh, are on the complete opposite where they make a good living out of this it's of course their passion but uh, they work on it on a full-time basis and and try to show it as much as possible to the world as well yeah and, and when you were getting started you know, how did you create this first event? Like, I, I can imagine now you're rolling, you have systems in place. But when you said, okay, we need to get a host, we need to find people that want to come to this event, we need to find either, you know, the stadium operator, you know, what did that look like to even place this all together at the start? I had to hustle a lot. In the beginning, <laughs> um, in the beginning, this is a funny thing. I was actually uh, one of the, we could call it trip manager host for a lot of trips and then in some of the destinations as well. So you could see me as a sort of local guide. I did that in Manchester for the for our first few uh, tours and trips that we did back then there, but also for different other cities in Europe. But we uh, we did a lot of things manually. So we would write to hosts directly. We would find them on, on, on channels such as Instagram and ask about uh, them being a, a host on home fence. But we've always, from the beginning, we've always put a lot of effort also in the, in the branding. So shouting out about who we are, what we do, et cetera, uh, showcase that in, in videos and also in, in the, with photos. So organically that started to roll as well. The, the snowball started to, 
that happened quite early where people referred other people like, hey, I know someone that is uh, that can be a host in, uh, in Dortmund. I know someone that can be a host in Rio de Janeiro. And that is that happened quite early. But in the beginning, we had to manually onboard everybody. Sometimes we were even hosting our first own trips as, as founders. It's the hard way, I guess, for a lot of different startups. I think they can all relate to that, that they, that they first had to wear the hat. For, for a lot of times and uh, and do all the the verifications and the checks for the, for the host etc the supply side also themselves we've done that too I've I've visited a lot of different countries in Europe where I just participated in an uh, in an activity or on a trip just to to get to know the host and see who he or she is and and just enjoyed it now I luckily don't have to do it as often as I did it back then but it's all part of the experience that's how you how we learn what what people like uh, from the supply side, but also demand. So, I met a lot of customers in the beginning as well. They they saw a face behind the behind the company, behind behind the marketplace, and that helped a lot as well with with the when we build out the product, you know, because in the end you want to build something that people people love and that people want to use on a repeat basis. So, yeah, that experience in the beginning is has been really really valuable for us, but uh, also hard work, I have to say. Yeah, I thought you might be doing some undercover boss work where you're just coming in. No one knows you're the founder associated with the company, but it seems like uh, you told people, which is which is cool. From a business model perspective, right? We've gone through for hosts and fans. You know, how's home fans? You know, what's what's that revenue model? How are you guys? You know, supplying your business? Yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you kind of dive into it there. I won't try to explain it too much. Yeah, so it's it's basically the same as. I would say with with any other marketplace or platform. So HomeFence has a take rate for every transaction that happens on the platform. There's a uh, fee that goes to the host, and there's a part of the fee that goes to HomeFence. So we we take for every product that is uploaded on the marketplace, we we have an agreement with the host in place where the where there's between twenty and thirty percent, depending on the the popularity of the products on the on the platform, and. The, there's also a service fee on the side of the guests of five percent just for the customer service and all the all the other things. If 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 that is needed in the case that that something happens, luckily it hasn't been the case uh, often at all. But that is basically how we yeah how we fund the business because we yeah we take a, a commission out of every transaction that we that we get on the platform. On the on the trips, there's a little bit more control because we we packed all trips ourselves together with the sometimes with the clubs that we work with but in most cases home fans does it ourselves so we package everything up and then on top of that there's an uh, there's a fee but on the on the day tour so the activity side of things everything is on an uh, yeah on a take rate basis yeah and i'm sure over time you're you're gathering data which is making it easier and you can kind of just plug and play into some of that stuff now some people say marketplaces are tough because you got to keep multiple sides happy, right? You know, how are you guys doing that? How are you making sure the hosts are happy, the fans, the stadium, you know, whoever whoever's involved on the supply or demand side? Marketplaces are incredibly tough. I can say that out of experience. I think what we have learned a lot over the over the last years is that uh, I mean, we've made mistakes as well. We've learned and we've tried a lot of things, but what really worked for home fans is that we approached a city by city model. So that means that we invest our time and resources in, in building up a city until both supply and demand is uh, even on an even basis on a, yeah, on, a, on a daily and on a weekly basis. 
So we want to make sure that for the, let's say, uh, Andrew signs up for to become a host, Andrew wants to get bookings as well. But if you don't get the bookings for a while because there's no demand that's not active yet, then you will go away. And we've, we've seen that as well. So in the beginning, we made the mistake that we said, okay, we open up for everything, you know, any country, any sport, any, any club that is really, really difficult to pull off at once. So what we learned and what we applied is, okay, we go for the city by city model. We started in South America, in particular in Buenos Aires. And we built everything there from scratch. So we started with the top clubs. So in this case, you have a Boca Juniors and a River Plate. We start finding hosts, most, most, of the, most of it through word of mouth. And we started matching them with demand. And once that, uh, once that was on a consistent basis, we, we started moving into the, the lower clubs, uh, below the, I would say the top properties or the top clubs. And we did the same, uh, we applied the same uh, methods as we did with the, with the top clubs. And once that is working in one city, we moved to another one. So we, we are now active, for instance, also in Rio de Janeiro, that is almost overtaking Buenos Aires in terms of the volume of bookings. But that is basically how we are rolling out every single city on the marketplace and that has been that has been successful so far and that that is also the idea with uh, with introducing multiple sports so we started just with football and soccer because we have to constrain ourselves to one category in order to to build every day to build the liquidity there and to build the demand attraction and from there we will also scale and launch into other categories and other sports but because that's the idea the whole idea is to become global and for for just any sports anywhere but you have to start somewhere so the city by city model is something that is uh, also applied by a lot of other marketplaces and we just it's not necessarily that we had to reinvent the wheel it's 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 there you know and we just applied a lot of the best practices and learnings from other marketplace founders and bigger companies that are out there to, to the to the marketplace that we built as well. I like that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the niche approach. So <clears throat> for you starting in one sport, but not only one sport, one region. Now, just I'm sure you guys have some ideas. What are some of those next sports or next regions that that you're kind of eyeing up or, or, you know, you're looking at going, okay, this could be interesting for once we're ready. I mean, there, there are a lot of things on, on, the, on the roadmap. If we are talking just about football, soccer now, we... We are moving into different cities in, in South America and also in Europe. Most of it goes primarily based on the organic demand that we get on the platform. We get a lot of organic demand for, for different cities on, on the platform already. Based on that data and, and based on the demand, we, we make the decisions like, okay, where are we going to invest our time and, and, and which, which city is next? But for instance, as, a, as something that is quite recent and especially in the U.S. that is really a hot topic now is, uh, for instance, Miami. So with the arrival of Leon Messi, we've, the United States or the U.S. has always been on the roadmap because we see the U.S. The U.S. as the, the ultimate end goal because what the U.S. has, where you, in any city where you go, you have multiple sports. It's used to the creative economy, sharing economy, uh, all, all around sports experiences as well. And that, that was always part of the, of the end game of home fans because... This model fits perfectly for the U.S. But now what we've seen with, with, uh, with Messi is that I think everything has pushed it a little bit even a little bit more forward because we see a lot of demand now from, from our own customers, but also in general with the, with the arrival of, uh, of Messi in Miami that, uh, that this could be accelerated even faster. So 
this is something on the on a short term basis that we that we are looking into like okay what can we already do to to make that first step in the in the US maybe even if it's one city so let, let's say Miami and already apply the different sports that we could introduce as part of the of the growth of the marketplace that's interesting yeah and especially probably ahead of the 2026 World Cup probably makes it even more enticing to get to the United States over the next couple of years yeah yeah, but I mean, it's evolving. Uh, football is growing also in popularity there, and I think that is the perfect timing for for us as home fans for to 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 enter the, to enter the state. We we have we have a sort of cross border method, so a lot of people travel cross border and book from from different countries on our platform. And the US is, for instance, one of the more fastest growing nationalities that is booking on the platform. So we see a lot of demand coming for, for different destinations already on the platform. And it's just it's just about timing to, to see, okay, what is the right step and the right moment to, to make that first uh, first step. And what you just mentioned, the World Cup is an, is an ideal place as well to to really roll, roll out in, in different cities and, uh, and to grow faster to, to get the platform to a next level. That makes sense. Now, since you've been building this, you know, you said you were the host at the beginning and now you still do a little bit. What have you seen in, in the sports experience over over time? Like where where is that space going just in terms of stadiums or events or, you know, what's attractive that certain cities do or certain like teams or traditions that, you know, are, are not only cool, but also they're they're revenue beneficial towards these teams i think i think you get what i'm what i'm kind of hinting yeah. out here i mean what i've seen over over time and even when when starting home fans i think a lot of teams and and leagues are tapping in into the the fan engagement and the fan experience so it is it is a topic what i see more and more often on, on different different developments and then also across the, the, the sports in general is that leagues and clubs are trying to tap in more and more into the, the, the fan communities uh, around sports events, but just in general as well. I think in the past that was not always the case. So for me as a foreigner, for, so let's go back to my experience. I was not always to get, easy to get tickets uh, for, for Man United. And in that case, Man United didn't even know that I was coming you know and i think nowadays the clubs and you see that with with football soccer and also in the other sports i think the us by the way is way ahead because i've been there twice now and i've, I've attended a different sport it's a completely different experience as an as a fan or as a visitor in terms of the engagement and everything that that happens around the event but in a lot of different countries and and sports that is not the case but they are trying to get there so how can they how can they improve the, the fan experience and the fan engagement for, for people on a match day? I think there's a lot of development ongoing there. And for different different things, like what home fans is stepping into is just one. There's a lot of different uh, other technologies, etc. What you also mentioned, that that, that, uh, that the leagues and clubs are also stepping into. And I think that will happen more and more because in the end, a person, what we've seen, a person that, that goes to a, a particular game I've been to the Dodgers in LA, for instance, and I didn't just attend the game. I also bought merchandise, etc. So that is something what you see with with these clubs that, that they are trying to get more and more into that they yeah, that they get more revenue out of that same person that goes to to a sporting event. And I think that is 
I see that focus more and more happening over the years with uh, in different sports, not just football, soccer, but different sports. Yeah, the whole fan engagement, the whole still the in-person experience is so important, right? Which is what you guys are tapping into, where it's like the world's going more digital, which also means we're craving, honestly, even more and more of that that in-person, which is what you guys are supplying. But any other trends in sports you're paying attention to, whether it's related to what you're doing at home fans or just in general that you think is interesting or can have an impact on sports as a whole? I see a lot, a lot nowadays. And I mean, that is also what we are looking into with home fans uh, from, from a product perspective, but a lot go digital. So how can you, in terms of an app, how can you build more closer community uh, online? And also, how can you get, uh, how can you make fans more sticky on on a, on a certain platform? I see a lot of companies doing that and trying to to get that first approach there, and, and getting that stickiness and building apps, for instance, also in the sports, where people can list their memories or highlights of a particular event or game, and also speak with other like-minded fans of, of would support the same club, etc. On that side, I on the digital side, I see. Yeah, I see a lot of movement as well. I think it's about it's on offline what what home is stepping into, but we we also have this this uh, yeah this idea and vision that online there's a lot to develop as well around and, and monetize, but develop around the community because the communities in the end and and the platform what you what you offer these communities that is also something that can grow a lot and what has a lot of potential and that is also. Not just home fans. There are different companies that uh, that are doing it for different, uh, yeah, different industry. Yeah, the community becomes more important. I know it's kind of like a buzzword, but it's it's true. That's yeah. what's so key right now in the space. But yeah, I mean, you guys you guys have been crushing it. Obviously, month over month growth, ten thousand users, as we said. You know, any future initiatives or anything you want to talk about here about home fans? You know, the floor the floor is yours. I mean, we having we having a really good. Yes, of what 2023 has been uh, has been amazing. What you said, we've been defeating metric over metric, month on month on month, and that has been uh, amazing. We've been we're working now on an uh, on the next fundraising round to to accelerate accelerate the growth of uh, of the business. So what we're trying to do with the round is that we invest more in the tech, which is related to the digital side of things, but also to create a more a better usage experience for not just the, the host but also for the guests on the on the platform and that is something that we are focusing a lot on now to to get around done and basically after that's done we yeah we can grow much faster than we grow fast but we can grow much faster and accelerate into different cities and hopefully also soon apply or welcome already new sports on on the platform. That is the the whole idea behind uh, behind the marketplace. I think uh, we are at a perfect timing now in terms of where we are now. There's more and more people looking for experiences whenever they are traveling, and and sports is of course one of those one of those things to do that people are always looking for. Like, can I attend a sports event or undergo an activity? Yep. And the first thing that what we are trying to create is that the first thing that has to come up in, in the mind of these people is, okay, on home fence, I can book these local-led sports experiences or even go more in-depth with, with VIP experiences offered by the club or by home fence. That is the ultimate goal. We want to be the number, world's number one platform for, for sports experiences. So we are working very hard towards that. And there are different st- steps of the, of the roadmap that we have to unlock, let's say, but... Uh, yeah, so far, so far, so good. So 
hope we can uh, keep up the momentum and uh, and the space to uh, yeah to who knows enter the U.S. very soon as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, Luke, first off, appreciate you coming on, but let everyone know where they can learn more about home fans. Maybe go buy an experience socials website uh, wherever you guys are. Sure. So people people can look on uh, on homefans.net on our platform for for the experiences, especially now in football or soccer that we currently have. So you can browse on different destinations, also by clubs. You can participate in an experience or in a, in a multi-day trip on, on, on the platform. On social media, you can find us most most time on Instagram, Facebook, a bit on TikTok, and, uh, and also on uh, Twitter or slash X. But uh, those, <laughs> are the, those are the channels where, where you can find us. And uh, yeah, whoever is listening, I definitely would welcome you. I would love to welcome you on an... Uh, on the local sports experiences. So if, if you have any questions or if you think you can even, if you have even a business proposal, feel free to reach out to us and uh, we are more than happy to talk, uh, more than happy to welcome you on board on uh, for, for a unique sports experience. Awesome. Wow. Great stuff, Luke. And uh, hope to see uh, the next month over month. We'll just keep seeing those charts go up. We will keep going. Thank you, Andrew, for having me. <laughs> Good stuff, brother. Thank you.